family members, so, you know, <clears throat> but um, you pray with us on that, and uh, you, not only do we pray, but then we always ask, Lord, what is it you want me to do, and uh, you know, what we're, we're, I presented to the church family, and I asked that you be a part of this, if you would, and um, we're, we're making the month of April Stewardship Month, and that whole month will be a big emphasis on, on uh, being a good steward of what God has given us, but we uh, have some lofty goals. We, have, we actually have uh, two different loans. We have a loan that's on the building itself, and then we have a loan that when we had purchased the land in 2015, it's on a separate loan. We still owe 137000 on the land, and what I'm praying is that uh, God would work in his people and that on top of what you already give to help with the functioning of our church and the ministries that we have, that we give extra starting now, and you can designate it, that on your giving, but and then a, a real big push in the month of April that we can raise 137000 to pay off that land by the end of April. And so I'd ask that you pray about that and ask what God would have you to do and I know with the group that we have here, you think about it, if 130 people gave $1,000 extra, it's paid for that quick. And uh, if you want to uh, truly get uh, uh, bold, then we can uh, see God pay off this building. The total, uh, the total amount is 900000 for everything, land and building. And I would love to see God do something spectacular through his people and see that we have this taken care of so that we can move on to the next step because I would love to see the day when we dismiss those kids that they come into this gym, which is what it is, and be able to come into the gym and fill it, fill it with our kids from Morgan County and uh, would love to see that. And, and uh, so you pray with me on that. And that's just one of those things that, uh, and, and it has... And it has absolutely nothing to do with, with and, and people always like to do this. They, they want to say it's all about the pastor's ego, and it, it has absolutely nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with reaching this community with the gospel. And if God will provide for this, then we, we praise him and we want to use it uh, for his honor and his glory. This building is used almost every day in the week, and... We uh, praise the Lord for that and, and as outreaches to different people. And so you pray with me uh, on that as we go through this. So that's the one goal that I'd ask that you pray with us on and see what uh, God would have you to be a part of. Uh, thank you for that special today, guys. And uh, Lord bless, and God's used that already. And so uh, this message that uh, preaching today, <clears throat> I, I need to hold it together um, uh, I didn't know what what was uh, what was coming <clears throat> when when this message was was first thought about and and it was actually uh, given birth on a road trip on the way across Kansas and yeah those of you who go across Kansas you can do a whole lot of thinking going across this great state of Kansas <laughs> and and it was on the way home from a trip to Missouri and and. Uh, some discussion brought up, and, and uh, that, that's where the, the birth of this came from, and, and then and, uh, through that has been prayed over and sought and, and wanting God's direction, and so uh, that, that leads us to where uh, a few weeks ago, and this, this, is what, this is what's been so heavy, is I, I asked our people to write down on a sheet of paper the worst thing that's ever happened to them in their lives, and, and not everyone did that, and, and that's okay, whether it be that you weren't here and didn't hear about it, maybe you just, you're, you're thinking that, hey, what I'm dealing with, I just don't want to write it down, and I, I don't want to, I'm just not ready to share it with someone else, I understand that, there, there are those that, that might be uh, apathetic, there might be those that are thinking, I'm not telling that crazy preacher anything, I mean, I don't know what 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 the reasons being, but um, well over a hundred of you and uh, wrote something down, and uh, I tried to include all of those as I, uh, in generalities, I had 
uh, Wes put those in that in that video. And and uh, you know what I I came to realize is um, the heaviness, the burdens that um, are are in our church family. And uh, I'm not God, and I can't handle it. <clears throat> um, but I praise the Lord that He can. And uh, our church has. Uh, shared so many uh, hard issues, and, and some are going through some, some uh, life-changing issues, even as we sit here today, and uh, everyone has burdens, and everyone has a past, and I, I, I think in my introduction, this, I don't even have it written down anywhere, but I think one of the things I need to tell you is that there's a lie that, that Satan wants you to believe, is that you're alone in what you're dealing with. And believe me, I want you to know that you're not alone. And I want, and I pray that there are some things and some principles that, that you gain from this today. And, 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 I don't, and I don't want to do this emotionally. You know, I, I don't want this to be uh, just a, a, an emotional message. I, I want it to be a biblical, you know, uh, uh, Holy Spirit uh, guide and, 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 and led and, and, and the Holy Spirit leads in all of these things. And so try, try to ignore the, the emotionalism of, uh, of the, the crazy preacher at this time and, and to, to listen to, to what, what God has because it's not the emotions that are going to, to help you through this. Your emotions will deceive you. And we need to be careful with our emotions. But God's Word is always faithful and, and we need to realize that. And so I pray that as we get into this, that you listen to what, what God has and, and, and whatever it is, that you need to know that you're not alone. Whatever it may be, you might, you might think that you are, and Satan wants to, to pull you aside, and, and, and he causes you to be weaker that way and to keep you by yourself and think that there is nobody else that can ever understand what it is that I'm going through, and, and I am telling you today, God is telling you today, you are not alone. Never think that and, and never pull yourself to the point where, and, and hide yourself to where, where you can never open up about the issues that are going on in your life. And you need to understand that God can deliver you. You need to pray and, and, and ask God to help deliver you from it. And and expect Him to listen and, and, and to answer that. And, and as you're praying for that, you need to be obeying what His Word has to say and, and living according to the Word and, and confessing the, the sins that you have in your life and, and confess those things that are, that are such a burden to you and, and, and repent of the things that are going on in your life and live, you know what the biggest thing is? Just live moment by moment. I heard a lady tell me that this week in a Bible study at the Beehive and she said, Pastor, at our age, <laughs> you don't live day by day. You just got to live moment by moment. And it's a fact. And that's true for every one of us. We need to learn to live moment by moment. And, and so as I was listening or as I, as I read those, those um, <clears throat> things that you, that you wrote, and, and uh, I bawled like a baby and listening to, to what was... Uh, going on, and, and I said, and, and they're all anonymous, but I'll tell you, somebody, somebody in here wrote, the worst thing that's happened to me is that I was born. I don't know who you are, but I hope you're here today, and I want you to see that there's a purpose for your life, and, and God loves you enough that he gave the only thing the only thing that was precious to him was him was his son. And he gave his son to die on that cross to give you life and to give you a place in your life where, where uh, you, you can have purpose and, and joy and a peace that, that only God gives. And, and so I pray that, that if you're here today, that before you leave here today, you're going to see that you have purpose in your life and, and that there is something good that God's going to use of that. And so, as I give thought to this, I just thought of some principles that God gives us through our trials, and, and so these verses came to mind just quickly, and, 
And, and on that trip across Kansas, they, God revealed these verses. I'd read them many times. And, and I just want to read them. Start it with verse 3, 4, and 5. And blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. Two points. I had two real basic points today, and I want you to give thought to this. And, 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 and uh, maybe I, 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 first of all, the first point is, is run to God for comfort. And, and I renamed it. I said, this is biblical self-care. I, we, we have all of our psychiatrists and psychologists and life coaches and everybody that's out there talking about self-care and, and, and uh, self-love. Self-love is from the devil. I just want you to know that, okay? But there is a self-care that, that we need to have. And, and now, I'm not saying that you need to have self-loathing either, but we need to understand that, that when we start pampering the flesh, all you're doing is feeding, a, is feeding a beast. And one of these days, that beast is going to take over, and you're going to realize that you don't have any control over that. And, and, and so I'm not going to go into that, but, but there is a biblical self-care that, that I want us to give thought to and, and, and understand that, that if God is ever going to use us as, as what He's telling us here in the Scripture, that that, that we need to, to take what we have and, and what our experiences are and, and the tribulations that, that we've had in our lives, that whatever they are and how bad they've been, that, that God wants to take that and, and use that in your life so that you can help others. But before you're ever going to get to that stage where, where you can use this to help others, you need to take care of yourself. You need to do business with God first and foremost in your own life. And, and there needs to be a biblical self-care that, that we see in the Scripture. And he tells us this, and, 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 he, and he gives us that information of God who, who is the Father of mercies. I apologize. And the God of all comfort. I thought I'd cried enough over this, but... Uh, <clears throat> Then this week happened <laughs> and uh, showed me some more of the importance of this today. The Father of mercies, but then he says, the God of all comfort. Oh, that one little word, all, all each and every, everything. God is the God of all comfort. You see, the world shows us ways that we can deal with our problems and, and the world has their own ideas of, of how to do that because the, the world is carnal, the world is fleshly, the world ha has a mind that doesn't have the mind of Christ and so the, the world is trying to find out how we can fix something that's going on on the inside and, and the world truly thinks that, that everything is physical and that that, that whatever is going on, that there's, there ought to be some cure of this physically that, that we can do. And so we can, we can do therapy. And, and, and I'm not saying all these things are always bad, okay? But, but I'm telling you that they don't always work. And, and, and really, if it's a spiritual problem, those physical therapy and, the, and all of those issues and, and taking of the pills and all of the things that are going on there, those aren't going to help you with the problem that you have right now. And you need to understand that if you are a believer today, that you need to, to realize that whatever the trial has been in your life, whatever it was that you wrote on that piece of paper and you, and you put it in there, and some of you are, are having victory over that by your own testimony in that, but some of you are not. Well, I need you to know that God is telling us that He is the Father of mercies, of, of compassion, of pity, and, and, he's stand, and He's sitting on that throne, and He's looking down at His creation, and He's watching us live in this world of sin and, and dealing with all of the, 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 the onslaught of, uh, of the, the battles that are going on in our lives. And, and, he, and he is showing mercy and he's, 
and He's showing pity to us and, and He knew what was going to come. And, and that's why before the foundations of the earth, that as He's sitting there in glory and as He's thinking about this great uh, 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 creation that He's going to make and, and knowing He says, hey, I want to create this, but I want them to love me and, and I want them to do it out of their own self-will and, and I want them to come to me and, and praise me and, and glorify me and, and I want to have a relationship with them. I don't want them to be some robot or, or and, but, but I know that as soon as I do this that, that, and, and, uh, and, I, and I give them that choice and, and that is God's love in giving us a free will to make a choice and, and, he, and, he, and in that He has to give us that tree of good and evil and, and the knowledge of that and so He puts it there and, 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 and He says and I know that, that there's going to be a day when, when they're going to not uh, uh, trust in Me enough and they're going to want that and, and, uh, and so He makes this plan before the foundations of the earth and, and on that very ordained moment when Jesus came and was born to that virgin and, and, and was lived those 33 years or so here on earth and then went and suffered on that cross and, and died that agonizing death and was buried in the tomb and then rose again the third day. That was all in God's plan because God is a God who is full of compassion and pity. Oh, our world wants to think that, that our God is like Allah who is, is seeking to strike everyone dead and, and our God Almighty is nothing like Allah. And our God Almighty is not the one that, that you think that you have to do all of these rituals over and over and over to, to please a God Almighty. That's not at all who God is. He's not about tradition and He's, and he's not about the, the, the ceremonies that are out there. He's about the heart and, 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 he's a, and, and God was man Himself who sinned not. And, and now He gives us the Holy Spirit in us and, and He wants us to worship Him from our hearts. And oh, He is full of compassion and pity and all comfort. He's the source of comfort. Look, you're married. You can run to your wife. You can run to your husband. And they're a source of comfort. But some of you wrote down on that piece of paper, you no longer have that spouse to be your comfort. But God is always there. And God is the God of all comfort. And we can run to Him. You know, there are unbiblical pursuits that we have seen, and some of those were testified of too. Some want to try to find comfort in the bottom of a pill bottle. They want to find it in the bottle that helps you forget all your problems. There are those that medicate with porn. There are those that try to find, try to find the comfort in an illicit relationship with someone. Maybe you're one that's run to another man or another woman in your marriage thinking that that's going to give you comfort and you find it only gives you more problems. You have those that abandon everybody around them, thinking that geography might change things. New people might change things. There are those that have become abusive. There are those who are the recipients of abuse, whether it be physical or sexual. There's divorce over and over and over. There are those that pack up their families and move and move and move. They find out that wherever they go, there they are. They're still there. Problems are still there. And then there's those that have medicated it with suicide. And all it does is cause grief and despair and questions by those who are left behind. None of them cure the problem. Mainly, they just cause devastation. But he says here, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. Remember, I've shared this many times with you in the King James, the ETH ending is a, is a present tense. And a present tense tells us that it's something that is ongoing that doesn't change. He is continuing to comfort you. He is always there. 
There is the word of God of all comfort is He's the God of all consolation. Well, now He says that He comforted us. And, and here it says that, that it's something that He's always doing. Well, it, it has more of an idea than just consolation. It, it has the idea of, of coming up beside someone, the, the paraclete. He, he's the one that, that, that is going to come and, and represent you. He's the one that, that's going to take you by the arm and, and, and by the shoulder and, and, and give you the hug that you, you need. And, and He does through, through, through His grace and through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes He does that through the, the, the hug and the consolation of a, another believer around that comes up and, and gives you that hug and, and you can tell that, that it's God Himself that's doing this. And, and here He says that, that He's comforting us in all our tribulation, in all of our oppression, in all of our afflictions, whatever they may be, in all of our difficult circumstances that are going on. Here He is telling us and He's, and he's, and he's encouraging us that, look, if you are in a tribulation and in a trial of your life and, and the issues that are, that are ongoing and, and these terrible, heavy burdens that, that continue to weight you down, here He is telling you, you need to go to the One that is a God of all comfort. It's He that will help you. It's He that can show you the mending and the balm of Gilead and, and, and put that upon your life and, and truly give you the strength that you need to make it through the next day. Is moment by moment. But God is the one that can do so. You know what else is also, that as, as I was given study to this, this, this is overwhelming to me. In Isaiah 53, in verse 4, here he's talking about Jesus and, and all the suffering that was done on that cross and during that time. And, but this really jumped out as I was preparing this message. And in Isaiah 53, in verse 4, first part of it, it says, Surely he, Jesus, hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. You know, and I think of this, and, and, and yes, I know that He died on the cross for our sins, and, and, and I thank God for that, and, and I thank God for the, for the, the, the promise that he, that he gives us in, in, in that, and I thank Him for what He told us in Matthew chapter 11, verses that, that we all ought to remember and memorize. And, and Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In Matthew chapter 8 and verse 17, the last part of the verse, it said, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Oh, when I give thought to this and and, and as I read this and, and, and as I've been studying this, and, and I, I guess I didn't realize this, but, but you know, as Jesus went to that cross and, and He died on that cross, that, that He took our sins of, uh, and of all the world, and, and there He died for the sins of the world. But, but here He's telling us that not only did He die for the sins of the world, but, but He took upon Himself our griefs, and, 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 and He's borne our griefs, and He's carried our sorrows, and He's, and he's taken our infirmities, and He's taken our sicknesses that we have. And, and one of the biggest things that life-changing things or worse things is that family members that have died of cancer and the battle that they've had with cancer and, and, and the health issues that, that people have dealt with and, the, and the, the loss of their loved ones over these health issues. And, and you know, and as I was looking at this and, and giving thought to this, here it is that not only did He die for our sins, but here it tells me that when He went to that cross that he was Jesus who was God Himself who was tempted as man but without sin. And here it tells us that not only did He die for our sins but He also took all of our griefs and He took all of our sorrows and He took all of the sicknesses that we had and the infirmities that we have and He died for all of that. Oh, He doesn't represent any of that. That's this world that we live in today. And we live in a world that is heavy and dark and burdensome and stressful. And, 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 and people just are, are living their lives and, and they're just walking through the darkness and, in the, and they're blind and they're thinking that this is normal activity and, and I just continue to live this way. And, and then one day we just die and it's all over and, and finally I can be done with all this suffering and, and sadness and, and I'm 
telling you that, that, that what, what is here is all sin and it's sick and, and we're living in this. But God is not that. He has borne all of those things. He's taken those sicknesses and the infirmities and the weaknesses and all these things that we have. And He went to that cross and He died on the cross. And, and those that, that realize and come to Him and trust Him as their Savior, oh, He bears it away. He takes it away. It might not be just immediately. But He helps you. Moment by moment. As you deal with the loss of your son. Moment by moment. As you deal with your PTSD. It's moment by moment. As you deal with the thoughts of watching that loved one lay there gasping for their last breath as that cancer takes them. It's moment by moment as you deal with the guilt of the porn and how it's wrecked your family. As you deal with the guilt of the addictions that have so grasped you and held on to you. He can deliver you from it. Moment by moment. Step by step. You see, before, before we can ever get to the point of helping somebody else, we got to get real with God. What you wrote on that paper, you need to tell God. You need to tell God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened in my life, God. And right now I'm angry, and I'm bitter, and I don't want to be. You know, I've seen people, and grief, I don't know how long it takes to get over it. I'm not saying that. You've got to work it out with God just moment by moment. But don't let grief turn into a cesspool of bitterness and anger and hurt to where finally you just get to a point where nobody wants to be around you because you're just a miserable person. That's not right. And if you're sitting in that cesspool today, you need to give it to God. And you need to walk away from that. And you need to take this moment to let God do a work in your heart and change your life completely. You know, he tells us over in how do we go about doing that in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, he says, be careful for nothing. Stop worrying. That's a command. Stop it. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Look, there, there are times, and, and yes, we deal with a loving God, and, and, but He's also holy and He's almighty. And, and, and look, I do believe there are times where, where you can go to God and, and you can just tell God what, what's going on in your life. And, and Lord, I am mad. I, I am upset with this. And, and I don't understand this. And, 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 and it makes no sense to me why these things are going the way that they're going. And, 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 and Lord, I, I'm upset with this. And, and why we do that? that all the time we ask the word why why is it why do we have to see these things and why do we want to do this and 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 here we we're going to have to get past the point of where we just keep asking why it's not up it it, it god can tell you or he doesn't have to it's up to him we'll get to that in a moment but here he tells us that we need to have a different way of thinking and and so we stop worrying and we pray for everything with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. But then he also, not only do we pray, but he gives us peace. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I saw someone who's sitting in here today give testimony after a child passed away just not long ago said, I just have to keep reminding myself of the verse, the peace of God which passeth all understanding. And remember that. And let God comfort you the way he wants to comfort you. And he guards and he keeps your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. And then you know what he does is he changes your way of thinking. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true... Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, 
whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Peter wrote in 1 Peter 5 and verse 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Those cares are any kind of anxieties that you may have. For he careth for you, I think is interesting, has the idea that he careth for you because it matters to him. What you're going through matters to him. You see, Satan keeps telling you that, that you are alone and that, that there's nobody else that understands. And, and here God is telling you, he's saying, look, you need to cast all your care on him because he careth for you. It does matter to him. And he is there. He, he's coming along beside you. He is comforting you. He wants to comfort you. And he's right there with you. And he's walking with you right ever through. Whatever the issue may be, he's right there with you through the entire time. And so we give it to him. We cast it upon him. God, it's too heavy. I can't handle this. He says, okay. That's the way it needs to be. You trust me. And I'll carry it. But so we see, first of all, that that's biblical self-care. We need to do business with God. We need to be real with God. You name those things to God. You open up with him, you let God start to comfort you and help you to grow from what's going on in your life. And then secondly, and the last thing is we need to have biblical communication. It says that, verse 4, who comforted us in all our tribulation, the biggest part about it, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. That's where others came from. Driving across Kansas, giving thought to this, and talking to Wes, brainstorming and talking to some friends. Think, what can we do with this? How can this be a theme for Platte Valley Baptist Church? And, and, and truly not, a, not just a theme, but, 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 but truly something that that distinguishes us from, from others around and, 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 and truly makes us what, what it is that God wants us to be. What is it that we can do and, and, and how is it that, that we can make this evident? And then the word came, just others. The song, the special, Steve and his family sang. What was that about? It's about Jesus thinking about others and showing that he cared by sacrificing himself on that cross for others. For others. So yes, we need biblical self-care. But there needs to come a point in time where then you start communicating biblically. And that's where this gets a little uncomfortable. You know, there was a statement made by someone to those who understand, no explanation is necessary. To those who don't understand, no explanation is adequate. <clears throat> May I say, God understands everything that you are going through. And you just have to come to the point where you stop asking why. And healing comes when we find the purpose for what we went through. I don't know. I, I, I don't know everything that you've gone through. But I know that he tells us that we may be able to comfort them. You knew them are? Starts right here. Starts right here with this group that we have sitting here today. You know, one of the things that I love about our church family is how open and honest you are. But we're still just not quite open enough. But we need to let people know that they're not alone in what they're doing. So how do we comfort them? Well, just quickly, a couple of things. 
How do we do this? How do we comfort them? We comfort them with truth. God's word is truth. Psalm 119 in verse 71, psalmist write, it is, he wrote, it is good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. He also says in a couple of verses before that in verse 67, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. Verse 75, I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. I don't know. I don't know why anyone would ever have to go through rape. I don't know why anyone sitting here would have ever had to go through physical and sexual abuse. I don't know why some of you, and this is amazing to me, there's almost 20 people in this congregation that's lost a child. Or at least those are the ones that said that was the worst thing that had happened to them. There might have been other things that were even more disastrous in their lives. I don't know why God chose you to go through that. That experience in your life but I know what God wants to do with it is show you that you have a purpose and your purpose is to help others. As you run to God and find Him in the comfort, it wasn't God that did that. This is an evil world that we all live in today. But God is the one that can deliver you and comfort you. And sometimes, you know, that young lady that's sitting there, or maybe it's a young boy, a young man. Maybe he's an old man by now. Maybe he's an elderly lady. And they can still go back to that day. And they can smell the sweat on that character. And they think of the anger and the other feelings that's brought up. And it almost destroys them. But God wants it not to destroy you, but to define you. As a believer who looks to God for comfort and then who uses that hurt to help others that are going through the same thing. And God can and will do that and show you the purpose that he has for you. And I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but God does say it in Romans 8 and verse 28. But we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. I don't know why you got to go, why any of us have to go through the bad things that we do. But God can use it for good. So you find the purpose in it. The purpose is to honor God and to glorify him and to help others through whatever their troubles may be. So we do so with the truth of God's word. We do so with empathy. Empathy is, this is the hard part. You gotta open yourself up. You gotta tell people that some of those things that's gone on in your life. Because you know, somebody might come to you and say, look, you just don't understand. How do you know I don't understand? Well, you're a preacher and, and, and your life has been just full of tulips and daisies your whole life and, and you were raised in a, in a Christian home and, and, and you don't know about all of these things that, that we deal with in this world and look, I know the power of porn on somebody's life. I understand the battle that goes on with that and I know that it's every moment, moment by moment that you have to guard your eyes and that you have to guard your mind and, and I'll never forget being introduced to that trash in baseball so many years ago and, and then the battle battles that took place with that. I understand what it means to, to be addicted and my brother coming my freshman year of college and, and laying a, a brochure down about alcoholism and, and, and worried about his brother and, and Shannon I want you to read this because I'm, I'm concerned about 
these things in your life. Oh, I understand that. I understand about sexual abuse and and watching a, a family member go to jail for those kinds of things. Yeah, I understand those kinds of things. It's a whole lot closer to home than then you might realize, and, and yes, I understand about physical abuse, and, and I understand a lot of things. I understand about watching my grandmother, 67 years old, laying there on the bed, and, and I call her every day because I'm in Bible college and, and talk to her because I loved her just like my mother and, and call her and talk to her, and, and she'd talk, and then as the days went on, and, and finally I could just hear her breathing as I would talk to her and, and tell her about the day and, and how things had gone, and, and I'll never never forget stopping at that rest area in Paducah, Kentucky and on my way home to see her and, and I called to see how she's doing and, and my dad says, Shannon, it's okay. Graham's gone to heaven. Oh, I'll never forget that day. And I understand the hurts that go on in people's lives. I remember getting the phone call and my wife calling me and two different times called me but this last time when we were out here and she calls me crying and she says, Shannon, I want you to know that I'm okay. But, but I wrecked the car and I rolled the car and, and, and I came to find her and, and find that she was okay. But just a couple of weeks later, we lost little Tanner. Yeah, I understand about losing that, having that miscarriage and watching my wife go through the pain and the agony of that. You see, until we're willing until we are willing to open ourselves up and tell everybody else about the issues that are going on in our lives, then then where are we ever going to heal? And and yes, I can help you with that. And and young mother, if if you just lost a little baby and you miscarried, I want you to know that God can comfort you and that you will get through it and that God can help you. And moment by moment, you're going to get through this. And and then God is going to be able to take you and use you to help some other young mother that, that truly needs help. And, and that one that's just devastated right now with the loss of their child. And, and I want you to know that as you continue to be comforted by God, that one day God is going to use you to comfort another one. And, and those of you who have had children that are, are wayward and, and, and truly they almost feel dead to you because they're nowhere around. And, and I want you to know that there can be some other parent they can come to you and say, hey, my kid was like that, but, but they came back to me. And, and it's like the prodigal son. And, and I saw how God did a, a wonderful work in their life. And, and I want you to know that, that God can do this in your life and, and in your child's life. And, and that one that's, that's going through the rape and, and, and the, the self-hatred and then the shame and the, and the filthiness and, and all of the problems that, that they're dealing with right now that one of you can come and, and you can say, yeah, I went through that too. And I want you to know that, that it is a hard thing to get through, but through God's comfort and through God's mercy and through His Word and, and through the love and the help of, of those around and especially those that can be empathetic in the situation can say, hey, I can help you with this and I know that God will help you. But you've got to open up. And that's a scary thing. There's a bunch of weird people in here. I just told you my whole life. But that's how we start having victory. That's how we see people help each other and comfort them in whatever trouble may be. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And of some have compassion making a difference. And the last thing, how do we help someone? Well, we help them with biblical truth. We help them with empathy. And we help them by loving them. I didn't give our screen people this one. Romans 12, 15 says, Rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. You know how you do that? By loving them. By truly putting yourself where they are. And your heart weeps with them. And your heart rejoices when you see God's blessings upon their lives. People are no longer an inconvenience. Your purpose is clearly defined. You love others because Christ loves you. 
And Jesus made the statement in John 13, 35. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. I close with, I don't do these all too often, but I close with a, with a poem. I'm not a big poem guy, but a good friend of mine sent me this years ago. And I don't know how many times I've looked at this. And it's been such a help because that friend cared about me. And he said, hey, I, I, I want you to have something. I have a burden, Pastor, that I'd like to lay on you. I listened, though he never knew I had a burden too. I took a tearful look toward mine, then his came into view. Was plain to see my burden was the larger of the two. I saw his load alongside mine, and though they both were real, the yoke he bore was made of wood and mine was made of steel. To him I said, Come unto me, I'll gladly carry thine, then whispered unto selfishness, But who will carry mine? I softly laid my burden down to help him his to bear, while knowing that my heavy load I'm not allowed to share. I'll help him with his burden, then regain mine after a while, when I will sigh and weep once more, while now I force a smile. I felt the chains of bondage till a captive came to me. He bade me help me break the bands and aid him to be free. I set the fetters binding him and felt a pity pain, for his were made of little rope and mine of heavy chain. I laid aside my heavy chain so he my help could borrow. I, I'll help free him of bondage now and think of mine tomorrow. A doubter knocked at study door. I had an urge to groan. Why bring your pebble doubt to me when mine is made of stone? I smiled at him and listened while believing in my doubt. I laid it down reluctantly and feigned about a happy shout. I sat alone in darkened room and felt a shadow's knife. Another came to share with me some darkness in his life. As I compared my night with his, his dark possessed a lack, for his was just an evening shade while mine was midnight black. I slowly laid my nighttime down to help him seek for light. I'll tread my dimming path again when I have made his bright. A troubled soul came to my door, a problem to confide. I had a problem too that day, Twas hard for me to hide. My problem was a mountain steep and his was just a hill. My problem was an ocean wide and his a tiny nil. Yet tis my lot to fill his need and put mine on the shelf, for I must lay my heartache down and hide it from myself. He told me of a broken heart while mine was breaking too. I told him of mending God who maketh all things new. He told me of his thirsty soul. I gave him living water. He said he was a broken vase. I told him of the potter. Another came when I was sick to say he had the flu. His fever was 101, mine 102. Another came when I was faint to say that he was weak. Another came when I was dumb to say he could not speak. Another weeping seeker came for me his tears to dry. I went alone and wiped my eyes then told him not to cry. Another came when I was tired to say he needed rest. I lifted him with weary arms and tried to give him zest. And now it's late and all have gone, each one to his abode. So I must find my problems and regain my heavy load and where is thy, the burden I had borne? I, I had it while ago. Where is the problem I must solve? I left it here, I know. Where is the darkness I once knew? I now see only light. The chains, the tears, the pains, the fears are nowhere now in sight. I cannot find my broken heart. Where is my fevered brow? I have a song. The tears are gone. I cannot find them now. My sickness now hath turned to health. And trust replaceth fright. Assurance covers all my doubts. My darkness now is light. I heard a voice from heaven say, 
My child, tis always true. When you take care of others' needs, I will take care of you. You know what we need to do? We need to promise to God to allow Him to use us to minister to those who are going through the same difficult situations that we have in our own life. Let Him point us to those so that we can lead them to Christ and find their comfort there. Let Him use us to show them hope and joy in a time that seems desperate dark, and devastating. We are to glorify God with all that we are. Whatever it was that you put on that paper or whatever it was that you were afraid to put down, God wants to take that and define you and use you and give you the very purpose that you have in this life to help someone else. Because Jesus gave us the example. It's about others. It's about others. Let us live for God and let us serve others as we look to him. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit sweeps through the hearts of each one who's sitting here today. Lord, I pray that there's not one here that's not stirred by what you have done in their lives and how that you can use that to bring honor and glory to yourself and help them. Lord, there are some that are sitting here that you know before they're able to help anyone they have to take that burden to you. I pray that they do so today. I pray that today they nail that on the cross. They cast it to you. They cast the burdens, whatever they are, the cares, the anxieties. Today is the day they give it to you. Lord, guide us. Break our hearts. Help us to be humble and transparent with you. Whatever it may be, I pray that they give that to you today. And I pray that through that, that the healing begins. And each person has the very purpose defined to them what it is that they need to do for others. Do a work. Guide us and direct us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.